Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. Good to be back with you. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. That's um, good. It's That's good. Thursday, so yeah. I have, like, no energy. But we're going <laughs> to apparently talk about some stuff. Yeah, we, yeah there's just a few little things to talk about. Some Some trailers came out. Yeah. And so some that we want to talk about is the Marvels and Secret Invasion. I actually, right before we started, <laughs> oh my God, this is not going to go well tonight for me. Um, yeah, the Marvels. Um, I like the trailer. It looks cute. Yeah. I, I, I'm very, I watched a few reactions to the trailer and people were complaining, like, what's the movie? And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, and how do, why all of a sudden are they switching? And I'm like, did you not watch the first 15 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear what happened. Very, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clear what happened. And, you know, um, also if you watch Miss Marvel uh, at, and saw what happened at the very end of that, or even if you just watched the cutscene from what happened at the end of, of Miss Marvel, uh, on Disney Plus last summer, you would know that they switched places. So, but yeah, I agree with you. It's a very cute trailer. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably good that it's being released in the in the late fall um, instead of being in, in the summer uh, mm-hmm. because um, I, I just think it, it just needs to have its own space just to just to exist on its own and, and not be in the in the glut of the of the summer blockbusters. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wish this trailer would have been released later this year. It seems way too early. When I saw the November, I was like, okay, well, why am I (laughs) almost at the end of April? Like, this seems a bit premature. Um, Another thing that I noticed people were talking about was, well, you would have to watch this and this in order to understand. And I'm like, how dumb does people think viewers are? Like, or just... I think the trailer did a very good job at saying we have these three characters. They can all do something different. It doesn't (laughs) matter if you haven't seen X show or Z show, but there are stuff going there. Like things are happening. I, I think that there's a lot of criticism for, Oh, people are going to get lost with Marvel. Marvel is not writing like cinematic masterpieces by yeah. any means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're really not. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's not it's not that complicated. And and I don't think I think out of like the last few trailers I've seen, I understood more about what was going on in this plot than I did like leading up to Love and Thunder. So oh, definitely I just I just think that maybe there's too much criticism, probably because of the oversaturation of the MCU that has occurred. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. I think this is going to be an upgrade from the previous Marvel, and um, I don't want to see another trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I think you know to your point about about Marvel and not necessarily happen to having to watched WandaVision or or Miss Marvel. Uh, you know, at this point, I mean Marvel and, and maybe it's a both it's a double edged sword, which is, you know, they do have the formula now. And and you're right. I mean they have maybe if they go back to that tried and true, you know, three act Marvel formula that uh, folks have been familiar with, maybe well, you know, some people will grumble like, you know, it is too form- formulaic or whatever, but, 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 uh, but, but for general audiences, which, you know, will lead to like the billion dollar, like grosses at the box office and stuff, or even, you know, or, or more or north of 500 million, you know, with the box office, it's, it's, it's the general audience people who are like, you know, driving that and, and also some just repeat viewing. So you know, so and I think that was the, I think to your point before we had the glut of like streaming content on Disney plus, um, we, you know, it, it, 
Marvel is doing just fine, and I think that, that I think you hit a, you made a good point that things are very was got to a place of oversaturation, and 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 they are and they're slowing it down because they they recognize that maybe too much has come out at once. Maybe, but it's funny that you bring up formula because the most formulaic trailer did come out this week, also. <laughs> Yeah. Which was Blue Beetle. <laughs> oh, yeah, but actually, yeah, actually. Superhero movies. Like, don't yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I think the Blue Beetle trailer perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very much like, oh, okay, so you're gonna tell me the exact origin story within the span of two minutes. Why do I have to see the movie? Um, I just I think that I think that what we're noticing with the MCU is that they had a very good formula for their origin stories. They Mm -hmm. still have not perfected the sequel. Mm -hmm. They have not perfected. Now that we have these characters, we don't have to go, go through the like, Oh, they get their powers and then this happens. And then they, they learn to fight again. No, now you have to kind of tell a, um, a continuation story. Okay, well, what happens next? Yeah. And and maybe it's because with the first, I don't know, five or six um, main characters we had, they they under they had a trajectory. And mm-hmm. with a lot of these newer characters like Ant Man, Marvel, or um, maybe even Black Panther, if you if you want to argue that. The, the trajectory is it's still being trying to be perfected. Um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, though, to your point about general audiences, they're still getting our money because this is perfectly a perfectly at like both Blue Beetle and the Marvels very catered to families. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Character. So yeah. I, I think I, I think it's going to. Um, I think both are going to do well. Um, Blue Beetle just might not do as well because nobody trusts the DC anymore. <laughs> no, I, I think I don't. I don't. I, I disagree with you there. I think the Blue Beetle actually, I think it's going to do better than 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 people expect. I think it's one. It's a it's a new. It's relative for many people. It's a newer character, yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think. You know, with with Sholo and the Cobra Kai connection, and you know, being, I think you're going to get a lot of folks who really like him as Miguel and Cobra Kai, who are going to come watch that film. Uh, I mean, and 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 you know, the 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 cool thing that with that trailer, I really enjoyed it in the sense that it's he just he it was a magnetism, and 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 Jaime Reyes, the character, you know, who it who he's playing really just just popped i mean i just it, it just felt it just felt fresh and mm-hmm. it, and and you know whereas like to contrast that with with black adam i mean with black adam i just i, I never like one it was like anti-hero two i just felt like i'm just watching a variation of the rock do his thing and and it was not one of those things where it was a character you know, it wasn't one of the big three or whatever that I just felt like I had to go see it in the theater. Shazam! I don't know what the hell they were doing as far as their marketing with that. I mean, that that, that it's just a. <laughs> it, but with with Blue Beetle, I, I just I just it just felt it just felt fresh. It felt different, and I for me I, I didn't find it formulaic at all. I was like, oh, this is like this is a film I'm. Like I will, I will go to the theater to see it. Whereas with Shazam and Black Adam and some of the other DC entries lately, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'll just catch it on HBO Max or Max right. or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Right. I I would say that I'll catch it on the CW because it does look like a CW show to me. Well, I, I think I, it's your, I, really, I think it's your DC bias against. <laughs> no, 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 no. It really like at the end of the day, I'm just like this. And I mean, to your point about um, the main actor Shiloh, he he did good. He just reminds me like a Grant Gustin, Stephen Mel. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like 
I've never, I don't think I really have ever gotten upset other than the raw casting mm-hmm. um, about any of DC's casting per se, but it's just always, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, um, or you'll see because you're going to, yeah, I don't know if you can get me to go see that in theaters. But um, something you will not have to get me to see in theaters because it will be on Disney Plus is Secret Invasion, which we got the full trailer. So my question coming out of trailer, trailer looks fine. Trailer meets expectations, things I've heard going into the trailer. Um, My question is, where is Secret Invasion in the timeline with the Marvels? Just because the trailer is very focused on Nick Fury. Like, this is pretty much Nick Fury colon then Secret Invasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I'm, I am not sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think that hmm, it's, it's interesting to get both of these trailers coming out within relative time of one another. Um I, it's, it's hard because I would hope that the, this is again, why the Marvel's was trailer was dropped way too early because if, if secret invasion predates the Marvel's, then a lot of your stakes that are wrapped up in fury, um, like you don't want, you don't want him walking around in the Marvel's. Yeah, but, yeah. But but then again, Secret Invasion about scroll is with scrolls, so you never know what they'll pull. You don't know. Right, right. Yeah, I don't. I, I, you know, I, and I probably heard it somewhere, but I, I can't. I, I just can't recall right off the top of my head now. Uh, where where they fall, Tamon was. I mean, I would think, given the way the release dates are structured, I, I, I would. It seems that it would seem that. Miss the the Marvels is after the the events of Secret Invasion, but um, but I'll have to have to go back and yeah. confirm that. Remember the time when we could talk trailers and just like, okay, so when are they going to be released? Okay, this is the release date schedule. Now we're like, okay, so this is released here, but then it falls in the timeline of the universe. I mean, that's even my question after watching the Soka trailer and this past week's episode of Mandalorian. I'm like, okay, so Soka, that 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 occurs after Mandalorian, right? Or is it concurrent? Concurrent. It's they're concurrent. all in the okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Ahsoka, Mandalorian, uh, the new show, um, Skeleton Crew, all these things are in the New Republic period. Okay. Yeah. What did I get it? It was Star Wars celebration. Ahsoka yeah. trailer was badass. Really liked it, and it just reminded me that some of the best episodes of Mandalorian featured Ahsoka. So all that being said, I kind of wish I didn't see it going into this week's episode of Mandalorian. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, on one hand, it was like, oh, I understand a little bit more about this context because I watched a very cool trailer. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I'm just like, okay, so this freaking necromancer project seems to work. Granted, we don't know if that's about Thrawn or Palpatine, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get there. Um, yeah, but all that being said, um, it's interesting that it's concurrent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like day to day concurrent. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, it, it clearly. So Mandalorian is happening. Well, season three of Mandalorian is happening. The, as far as the events of the trailer. Um, yeah, Ahsoka definitely happens like it's in the same time. It's in the time period, but you know, but Thrawn clearly hasn't shown up yet. Which by the time we get to Ahsoka, he will be back. Actually, I'm thinking, and, and not to, and I, I know we'll get into Mando here in a, in a, in a minute. Um, but I, I, it would not surprise me if Thrawn shows up in the finale next week on, on Mando. Yeah. I mean, they already did uh, Gideon, so yeah, they yeah. might as well. They've and they've already revealed it <laughs> with a Soka trailer. 
yeah, 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 exactly. No, I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel that in a trailer. I'm not yelling at you, Will. I'm just raising my voice, thinking that there's someone in entertainment who can hear me all the way from Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) But go ahead. (laughs) No, no, it's it's kind of it's one of those things. It's just like you know the it it, the, the the how they like plan things as far as airing and, and, and how they sometimes step on themselves or 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 or, or not benefit you know benefit do anything to benefit their product <laughs> like you know for example you know going back to dc for a second uh basically like saying oh yeah we're wiping the slate and, and then yeah but we still have four more films in this current universe that still needs to like you know still you know still needs to to be uh released Release. but yeah yeah but um but yeah but you know since we are talking about star wars celebration and um you know with with thrawn um uh, lars Mikkelsen, who who did the voice work for for the character in star wars rebels is also going to be uh playing the character in live action uh, basically star wars rebels fans were just based just basically feasting this past weekend with all the with all the news um from that, of course, we saw Hera, uh, who was also from Rebels, uh, in live action uh, in the Ashoka trailer. Uh, Huang, who is uh, from Clone Wars, was the droid there at the end, and uh, clearly the um, Timothy Zahn's books, the Heir to the Empire, definitely. I think our you know, Filoni's definitely seems to be borrowing heavily from from the from that book uh, with the Ashoka series coming up. So. Uh, so we have that from from um from the um weekend and also another thing from related to ahsoka is they did kind of hint at a potential season two so um but i don't know how that's going to job given that uh, we got three films coming up and one of the one of the three films is going to be filoni's film to, to sort of wrap up everything in the mando new republic universe uh, top part of the, the universe um but um so all these shows we got uh, skeleton crew ashoka mandalorian uh Filoni is the caretaker of the new republic and uh he, he he there were three films announced that are clearly a go they're they're not like rogue squadron <laughs> uh where um they they are in development and will be made uh i think of course the big one was uh daisley ridley uh getting um returning to the star wars universe and uh will be leading a film set 15 years after the uh rise of skywalker to uh in, involved in rebuilding the jedi order and let's see there was uh, james mangold is going to do a film in the uh, dawn of the jedi era which is like 20 you know basically thousands of years before the skywalker saga uh so basically at star wars celebration they unveiled the i guess uh, the star wars timeline i guess or like for lack the for lack of a better term phases like we have in mcu uh going from the dawn of the jedi to the new um new order that uh, that ray will be building uh, over like a 25,000 year, you know, t- span of, of years in the Star Wars universe. Uh, other news from the seat, from the event, uh, Andor season two is had a little in celebration uh, trailer uh, that folks got to see. And uh, Andy Zirkus will be returning as uh, Kino Roy, and they're looking at it coming out in August of next year. Uh, Tales of the Jedi Visions. Uh, both got a second season, and the Bad Batch will be returning for a third and final season. Uh, Taika's film um, is still in development, as well as the Lando Calrissian show. I guess it's still in development. And last, uh, Star Wars uh, Celebration will return in 2025, sort of skipping skipping a year, um, but it'll be in Japan. So if you if you want to, if you ever wanted to visit Japan and you're a Star Wars fan, here's your opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a lot that happened last weekend. I, 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 
yeah, with, with, with celebration, it was it was definitely. But like I said, I mean, Star Wars Rebels fans were, were definitely like feasting with all the things that uh, that that that's been coming out. Um, not only with the with the Ashoka trailer, but also with the uh, uh, Mandalorian this week too. <laughs> yeah, no, I am well aware of how much um, the Rebels have been, or the Clone Wars, or whatever. Um, so I, I've been, I've kind of am waiting for you to ask this question because you put this on the rundown, but I, I feel like you want me to. Um, so the um, you had um, put up a question about has the Star Wars universe gotten too big for the casual fan to follow? Um, to follow how? Well, I think it was. I was thinking about a discussion that we had on our last recording about how, like, War for when we were discussing Star Trek. Right. And also, um, and also even some of our discussions we were just having this evening with the Marvel universe in that, is it to a place where it's getting inaccessible for someone to own ramp in the middle of, of this journey? Because Star Wars now you have, you know, you have in real, in, in real, you know, as far as like, you know, it, it's been around since like for 40 plus years now, you know, when you consider that new hope premiered in 77 and, uh, the MCU has like 30, what, almost 40 films <laughs> and, and TV shows now. And of course, Star Wars, Star Trek has been around 55, you know, plus years. Um, it, it, is it, and, and it's thinking about things as, as far as the Mandalorian, this, this, this season where, if you haven't watched, like, for example, Clone Wars or Rebels, you know, or some of the some of the lore and some of the things you may you may miss out on, um, especially given that, you know, it has, you know, viewership of the Mandalorian this season has has dropped some compared to compared to the first two seasons. So I was just putting it out there to you as, as someone when we discussed this before. What were your thoughts on that? Um and I'd like to hear from our viewers as well and listeners as well. Um, you know, do they feel like thing? It's just hard to like keep track of all these, all these various things. If you have, and does it take away from the experience if you haven't watched so, so many shows or movies? So okay, I'm just gonna do the comparison between Picard, or Star Trek and Star Wars. Because I think it's interesting, especially given um, the two episodes that we're going to discuss, one from each um, tonight. And um, I think that in both cases, why these franchises continue to go on and go on is because um, they're not necessarily directed for the general audience. They're actually more targeted for fans who are are already following things. Um, they might pick up, like, with a movie drop or a TV show, pick up some some fans who will then enjoy the story so much they'll go back and watch a lot of the old stuff and then start to make their connections. But it's not... I don't get the sense that... I don't want to say this, but I kind of do because I think it's hilarious. But like Star Wars has kind of always been up its own ass with its lore. (laughs) (laughs) It's mythology. And the people like we're talking about Filoni. Mm -hmm. He is such a geek about this. And so he doesn't care if I'm like, I barely remember five characters names and you're going to try to inundate me. Like, that just makes me resist more personally. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't think, as someone who, I'll be honest, I only watch these shows because Will makes me. Um, <laughs> well, what are we I, doing here? <laughs> I only watch these shows because, because we, we talk about genre TV on this. I get it. Um, and this is genre TV. Um, and... I don't think that people, if this, if the season has, 
is well written. Mm -hmm. If the story itself, like separate the story from the nostalgia, from the tie-ins, from the lore, mm -hmm. if the story at the end of the day is strong, anybody who sits down and watches it will be like, this is a really good story. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what, what, you might be noticing and you might and where some of this fear is coming from is because I'll be honest, I think probably this week's episode of Mandalorian was probably arguably one of the best episodes in the entire series mm -hmm. um, that fell apart about halfway through because it got way too Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it got way too Star Warsy for me where I'm like, oh my God, not even um, Giancarlo can save this. <laughs> it's, <laughs> this is bad. But, but at the end of the day, like, I, it's not catered to me. And I understand that it's mm -hmm. catered to people who love, have loved Star Wars or have fallen in love with Star Wars. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers your Yeah, question yeah. No, all, but yeah, I mean, it's not a right or wrong. It was, it's truly like opinion because, uh, you know, because I, you know, to your to your point this week was one of those weeks where i was just like at like peak peak feasting as far as geekdom um because i'm i'm that i'm that fan like like that's, that's that you were describing who is one who you know one i'm just predisposed to like all you know to to the to this genre um you know, and, and that that I do have a, a passion for for the IP. Um, you know, with with both of these both of these franchises, and both Star Wars and Star Trek. And so I, you know, so I would be the type who would um, be more like you know, who, who who does do all the tie-ins and, and follow that kind of stuff. Um, but then I was, I was talking, I was talking to my wife about this very thing because like to another big franchise that, that has a spanning bit of, I, of stories and, and shows and movies now, the MCU and, and, um, how accessible, like, you know, they're, like you said, to your point about story, like, for example, she will watch a, a Black Panther and right. enjoy it because it's the story is really good. Same with Miss Marvel, and and not really care that they have she hasn't seen like all of the other twenty or however many MCU films. It's like oh you know I just really enjoy these particular characters. I watch it. I move on. Me right. on the other hand, I've got to like oh I'm, I'm soaking up you know all the material and, and and you know it's like okay when when does this thing particular show drop and you know, how does this tie to that and that kind of thing? Um, so, yeah, so I think that's, a, you know, an example of like, and, and, and you, like, like you were saying, like Star Wars, you were really enjoying the show, this week's episode of Mando, and then it like went down that path of like, you know, probably some things that were related back to Clone Wars or, or Rebels where do or you something think, else. Where do you yeah. think it went off the rails for me? Because I don't think that you're... You're you're not alluding to to where it went off the rails. <laughs> um, I think was it was it the beginning with the 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 Shadow Council? No, that was the best scene. I actually stopped what I was doing and actually watched that, and okay. not just because Gene Carlo can like. Gene Carlo. Yeah. No, oh, no. Oh. See, it was. I actually no. I haven't watched Clone Wars, Rebels, that stuff. But um, I've listened to enough people talk about it. Where I, I know names. I know I've known Ahsoka's name for what feels like ten years. Yeah. Um, Ezra, Sabine, all of that. I know names, and I actually have heard of the event, um, A Night of a Thousand Tears, before. So it wasn't then that like I was completely lost. It fell off the third act with just the why, like, this whole time we're like, oh, Gideon is back. 
And then, like, it's the penultimate episode. And then he managed to to get <laughs> to get Dinjarin separate. Uh. I don't know. It just was a very um, I don't know, old movie mustache mustache twirly villain okay. moment. And I'm like, what the fuck are we watching here? Yeah. People? What happened? Yeah. Um, but and the more I think about this this episode, the more I just was like, you could have had this play out in maybe two episodes and it work a lot better and not feel so rushed. Mm. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's actually where it fell apart for me. Okay, well, I mean, I, well, I think that's more of a, of a, of a issue of like you were saying about storytelling more so than the universe itself. Right. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to separate, I guess, then the sh- the shows from the universe itself, just because this sh- this show is so entangled in its lore to the mm-hmm. point where Dinjarin is only a minor piece of this whole story. I mean, the the better parts of this episode was actually related back to what we saw a few weeks ago with uh, the clone doctor guy mm. um, and, and tying that in, which we know relates to Andor um, to your point about the MCU though, when you were talking about your wife um, and how she's, she's drawn to certain characters. Well, that's because I think the MCU has done a good job and to have very character driven stories mm. to mm. where, no, you don't have to follow every character, but everyone identifies with at least one. So here's 10. Yeah. And then take your pick, especially if you don't have the time or the desire to follow all 10 origin stories. True. Like pick one and you're still in, or you yeah. still have that connection. You still have your favorite child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think, I think that's, that's what's kind of lacking with Star Wars um because they had their three characters Luke, Leia and Han in in the first movie and then the further we get away from them it's like it's that whole Star Wars Star, Star Wars flopping it's like it always goes back to Luke <laughs> <laughs> it's always a Skywalker thing oh yeah. why are they all like like they can't. They have yet to really be able to expand it beyond those stories, um, and so yeah. that's why when you mentioned the Ray, I'm like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take because, it from yeah, Star Wars. You're right because yeah, because even like let's let's talk about this week's episode with the Mandalorian because you made it. You make a good point about you know with 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 Gideon with John Carlo and the whole secret you know secret council, which was the strongest part of the episode and probably. Um, I agree. I mean, but 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 again, to your to your point about everything tying back to the Skywalker saga and the drama, they're having you know. So in this show, which originally the first two seasons was really, ex- even though we had Grogu, who was you know clearly Jedi, Force sensitive, but the stories that they were telling with Mando was their journey you know and they were you know they were wanting they were focusing on on their story and 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 things that were happening to them and it wasn't like wrapped up into larger like it was very local you know whereas now this third season especially the way it has unfolded is now is it's now getting back into the the bigger the bigger universe because because of all the retconning they're doing and filling in the gaps of like what happened to lead to the first order to make sense of the, of the, of the future trilogies, the, the, the third, you know, the, the, the third, third trilogy. Uh, and so now instead of, you know, focusing just on Din and, and Grogu and their story, now we're having the Mandalorian, like all clear, you know, to when, we're trying to reclaim the world. We have Gideon having his cloning operation. We have Hux and 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 all that, you know, trying to you know, have their operation to 
create, you know, re- bring back Palpatine and, and all that. So again, it does it, it all flows back to the Skywalkers again. <laughs> oh, I don't think that Gideon wants to bring back. Um, I don't think no. no yeah, I no, think I, it, I think this whole thing is a ploy for for power by Gideon. Yeah, well, I um, think if anything, he's trying to maybe like you know, given Persian's speech in that episode about you know cloning organs and those kind of things. I'm thinking Gideon's trying to figure out how to extend his life. Maybe. I mean, that seems to be like they get to a certain peak position and then they're just all about like, I want to live forever. I want to be a god. Oh, my God. I've seen this story 20 times. Um, Yeah. So trying to think about what something you said that was interesting. Um, Yeah. Like and, and we've only talked about this or made this point every episode discussion of the Mandalorian this season is that they made the bad mistake of Boba Fett and then having undoing what they did at the end of season two of the Mandalorian because Mm -hmm. seasons one and two, I, I think are so is, is a very well-defined arc Mm -hmm. with these, with, with um, Din Djarin and Grogu. But then they undid it and they don't know how to they it's like, oh, we weren't intending to undo it. But then we felt like we had to because we need to sell more Grogu toys. So now we're stuck. (laughs) (laughs) What to do next? Because really, in my opinion, um, Din Djarin, like there there needs to he he's he's just walking around. Like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing these days. Bo-Katan has more of an arc this season than Dijari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Grogu is just cute. And he's just there to be cute. Um, And, and I don't know where this is headed. And something that um, I was thinking about at the end of this is I, and I kind of hope that I am. Um, anyway, I'm going to raise my question first before answering it. But. I think that um, I wonder if Mandalorian is actually the series is actually headed towards a dark ending, because if it really is to show the events that led up to the rise of the new order mm-hmm. or the new or whatever they're called, um, then then it shouldn't it shouldn't end with a victory like no. Mandalore shouldn't be reclaimed. Um, so I, I think, I think the writers are writing themselves into a very tricky position that I don't know if, even if they get out of it, I don't think it'll be satisfactory because I have a feeling it'll be very much like a happy ending and be like, but then five years later, everything fell apart, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, do, do, do they have the guts to like do that empire strikes back type of ending where it's like everything's dark <laughs> and, and our heroes are, are lost because, um, because the, yeah, I mean the way, especially the, the way this season has been trending and, and at the end here now we, we see the, we see all these warlords in the shadow council. Um, well, we see, start- we see the, um, the guards who were in the last Jedi, like yep. a little tease of those, like we're seeing things that are in the sequel trilogy. So yep. it's just, it'll be interesting to really understand how Din Djarin ties in to the fall of the new Republic. Mm-hmm. But, yep. but it will be a fall because in timeline, that is the order. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's the sequence of events, okay? Yeah, yeah. And so with Filoni's film, like whenever they do tie up the New Republic timeline, um, will, will that basically it'll 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 be a dark a dark film because yeah. because um, it, I mean you're right. I mean it, it can't they can't like end it on a happy note. <laughs> so um, so but you know they will. You know that they're well, not they're not that gutsy. I would be, you know, 
because yeah. because yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. They if they ended it's not it's not like um it's it's not like um God, what is the second Star Wars film called? I'm tired. Empire Strikes Back? Or? I'm tired. Like, it's not, oh, we will fix everything in the sequel. No, no. I'm talking series ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there is no, oh, and then this happens. It's like, no, there's another trilogy, okay? Han Solo gets killed by his own son. Spoiler. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I feel like we're, we're, um, did any other thoughts about Mandalorian? Um, just one thing that you were that you had noted uh, 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 that did want to bring up with with the uh, the decisions to take change the focus to Bogotan. I mean, and and they the showrunner it it is an intentional thing. I mean, they've even said I mean that uh, they're that the Mandalorian now doesn't necessarily only apply to to Den. It, you know, it, it really is about all the Mandalorian, so it, you know. So we are seeing that evolution in the in the in this in the show to to be bigger than just just start to uh, just bow and just just in and, and and Grogu. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it definitely feels like a conscious decision, um, yeah. and I think one that was probably more. Um, Filoni than yeah. than <laughs> I am so <laughs> like names that I said five minutes ago are starting to escape me. <laughs> like this is not good. And on that note, I think it's a sign to let you take over where you can just gloat and gush about the latest episode of Star Trek. Yeah. So uh like I as I said earlier, definitely it's been a week where I've been feasting <laughs> as far as a fan. Uh, because uh, we we got the penultimate episode of Star Trek Picard Vox, and um, uh, I guess I was kind of I was also very excited too because my my fear my theory spiraling <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, did did indeed uh, 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 even though I I I, 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 I called I called Lacutus and and uh, and. That it was that was the big the ultimate big bad and um and I have to say this this episode was I felt overall that it it was very satisfactory not you know granted it had a few little you know obviously some nits I mean nothing there's never a perfect show but the way that this season has transpired and and getting to the penultimate episode where we do learn that it is indeed the Borg and the Changeling working together. I thought that was very fitting, given that this was the, um, it, clearly the end of, you know, we're, we're coming to the end of the Next Generation crew, and, you know, to give them a proper send-off that they didn't get before. Uh, but, and, who, and, and if you're going to do that, having the Borg who's, and, 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 and getting into this whole thing with legacy and, and, and all that, you know, what it made sense mm-hmm. to me that it ended up being not the power race and not some of these other things that, you know, people were theorizing about that. It, 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 it you know, that it really was locutus that John Luke passed, you know, and the Borg that they passed on to, to Jack. And so, uh, but also using using, but also I thought it was very smart that they used the the uh, the founders from Deep Space Nine and, and the Dominion to uh, also be uh, be uh, I guess foot soldiers for for the Borg to 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 uh, to assimilate Starfleet and, and the Federation. So I, I thought that was a very like satisfying and and convincing like resolution to 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 where we're going and um yeah and, and this episode had it all i mean it 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 it, um, it clearly had the the high moment of you know seeing the enterprise d um and um yeah i mean i, I just I, it was just really well a well-earned 
climax at the end of, end of this episode and we still have one more left so i'll be very curious i'm very curious to see how things sort of uh how they how they how the old people resolve yeah it. Yeah, like the, yeah yeah because it's like yeah because the uh yeah because the next episode the title is the last generation so uh so <laughs> you know the, so the yeah why what why again was it only 45 and up who weren't infected 25 and up so the oh my god <laughs> 25 and below were yeah yeah so basically the um the pre the prefrontal cortex oh uh, it's not the fully brain. developed got it yeah yeah so yeah, after, yeah. okay I yeah. was I was just like for some reason I had it in my mind forty five and I missed the part where they talked to I didn't now that you said that I was like oh that's why they were talking about that got it yeah um yeah okay but that just makes me feel really old because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like twenty five and people are like oh the old people I mean yeah but yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> and also that's kind of alarming how many youngins are running around in these space I, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're you're letting someone without a fully developed front <laughs> just fly yeah. off into space this yeah. is why the borg can easily manipulate <laughs> you did it to yourselves early yeah. recording should not occur pretty much pretty much yeah yeah uh but uh yeah i, I was I, and that was so to to, to to be like completely like you know not be all fanboy here but to like to quibble i i did have like i did i that was the, when i was watching the episode i was like damn this was just like story convenience here yeah <laughs> i yeah. mean i did yeah i was just like okay I get where they're going from. You know, they they had to basically write it in a way that we would get our our, our seven principal characters on Enterprise D. So we'll just like come up with this contrivance of like twenty five to be the arbitrary line mm-hmm. to 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 able to you know where the where the Borg DNA rewrite can can um, can um, you know infect Which, the younger folks. So, but you know, but I you know, yeah. but I, I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah, they they definitely did, but yeah, the the fully the form cortex like that that that's a good scientific justification. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I think if even though logically like you didn't even have to make it twenty five, like clearly you could have made it forty five, fifty. <laughs> like, have you seen this guy? They talked yeah. about how long they've been like it's been thirty plus years. I'm like they've been doing this longer than I've been alive. So I think you're fine. <laughs> they have actually, yeah, because the show premiered in '87. So. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I so um, we actually were unable to record last week, and so technically we are um, we have we are two episodes behind, but now fully caught up on this season. Um, I don't know what happened, but, um, last week's episode, I totally watched, but I don't, I couldn't retain anything that actually occurred in that episode. (laughs) And this week's episode, I just felt a bit rushed where I couldn't actually have it on and, um, and pick up more things. Um, and this goes back to what where we kind of started the show with this whole talk about lore overtaking the story and everything. I don't necessarily think it's lore in with Star Trek. It's just that this is really a letter to the fans. Yeah. They don't care <laughs> about yeah. picking up new fans. No, this is not. This is nostalgic and it's and it's really good nostalgia. Um because because you would tell me if you're just like, oh my god, they're <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, because we we've watched some things where it's just like, okay, you can hide the Easter eggs a little bit, you can disclose, but um, from what I hear from you and from others who are diehard truckies, like this is a perfect farewell letter. Yeah. 
yeah. um, which I'm going to laugh in five years if they just put out something else and be like, was it goodbye? <laughs> Is this <laughs> the last goodbye? They've revived Pick. I've learned this season. They've revived Picard like three times already. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. still think if it's a true goodbye, he should die next episode. Just saying. His DNA literally led the board takeover. This man should not be alive. Yeah. 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 But you're right, though. Um, well, to your point about uh, uh, could, is this really the end? Because they were already, you know, there's always there's already a campaign Star Trek legacy to have a spinoff with uh, some of the characters from the show, which I was I will say I was. Definitely. It definitely like a low note for me on the episode too was uh, Shaw getting getting killed. I mean, I, I get it. You know, someone had to have the sac- make the sacrifice. You know, again, you know, we always talk about stakes and 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 all. So it made sense in the sense that he would be he would be the one that would buy it. Um, he, he's had a lot of near he's had a lot of brush, close calls throughout the season. Even in the last episode, he told Seven she should have blown the hatch whenever he and Vodic were on the uh, turbo shaft. But um, so, so that was a low because I, I really, I really like Captain Shaw. I mean, he's definitely uh, of the new Trek, especially and and really as far as the uh, you know we we've now together watched you know, Star Trek Picard all three seasons together yeah. now. Yes, we and are. and him and Gerard Gerardi are like the two characters that really stand out in a positive way for me uh in 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 this new series and, and i hate that uh, both of them are no longer gonna be able to come back <laughs> well i guess gerardi yeah. could but she'll be gerardi board board yeah 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 she will um fun fact that i've actually been sitting on for at least three episodes of picard uh it took me the first few episodes to be like wait a second why do i recognize why does Jack Crusher, the actor, yeah. seem so familiar? And it's because he was in the latest season of You. Okay? Yes, I was wondering we were going to bring that up. I've oh my God. For you. He, he plays a really different character. And I feel like they were shot like years apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he looks younger in Picard. And he looked older in You. And, and there's an accent. But like... and. And he's not the same actor from Netflix's uh, Night Agent, is he? Uh, because he kind of looks. Let me hold on. Let I me. I, I want to say I've seen Night Agent mentioned. I mean, was it with him or was it with someone else recently? My my dad loved Night Agent. I have yet to watch a single episode, but when my dad actually watches the series to the point where he's watching it without my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like what happens <laughs> okay who who is this guy i don't think it's the it, same one it's billiards yeah no, no it's yeah. not it's not okay. okay they just look eerily similar so so yeah i just i found that to be funny um because he plays a very pivotal character in you um but similar the more i think about it between him and jack crusher so um yeah yeah, but, yeah. But we we will be wrapping up. Will, what are you gonna do? We're gonna wrap up both. I know. Both of the space shows next week, like. Uh, yeah, I know. I I I'm I'm gonna be at a loss. I, I tell you, it's just like because uh, I I mean clearly Star Trek Picard has. I didn't realize like. Because Star Trek: Deep Space Nine is still my favorite Star Trek series, but but I grew but and and but I'm 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 in the generation where I you know in my early years I watched the reruns of the original series with Kirk and Spock and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Next generation, you know, was my teens and my twenties, and you know, while I was a co- and, and and really was like I guess my my generation's Trek, you know, as far as one that really own, you know, that I own as far as my own real, you know, real time. And I, and I think to, you know, to your point that you were saying how there's, there's a good way to do nostalgia and fan service and that actually they, 
and it is a bad way. And I, and this season, start to finish, has consistently been. Even though I will say I did get frustrated how long they're dragging dragging out what the hell is going on with Jack. I did, I, you know, you know, right. in full disclosure. But at the same time, the way, but the, the I was whenever I got to the scene where they went back to Hangar Twelve. And it was the Enterprise D, which, you know, I, I knew whenever they mentioned that a few episodes back, I was like, I know it's going to be the Enterprise D. This is when you're going to roll it out. But the way that they constructed this season, I just felt that as a fan and also, also it just in, in, a, in a way they, they, they utilized good storytelling to what you said before. I it was a very well earned organic moment for me, and I and it it just got great payoff where I was just like sitting there grinning, tears in my eyes, to enjoy seeing that ship, uh, you know, on the screen because that was you know that's that's one of those like formative things that you you, you know you grow up with you know like a, a, a old song that's like you know fond it brings back fond memories and stuff, and that's what I felt whenever I was watching the show. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I think we'll have to return to the question of what is your favorite series like in a few years because I don't I think it's hard to um to say favorite um even when you're talking about a show seasons like you, it it all will go back to uh, rewatchability yeah. you know yeah so but but yeah we we might actually have to do it well you know we might actually have to sit down because we yeah. keep hearing things about this show called Gotham Knights we might actually have to end up watching that <laughs> I, I'm here yeah I know I was thinking that this week too uh, it's it seems that there's been some positive buzz about this thing and and uh, we may have to we may have to re, we may have to talk offline about that one yeah I mean <laughs> of- I still have. Um, a fair amount of episodes of the final season of Succession. Yeah, um, yeah, which, I was about that. No, okay, listeners, if you have not, if you if you watch Succession, have any interest in Succession, and any watching it, please stop listening to us all now, um, because Will already knows what happens, and I am about to go on a full fledged rant that will okay. be very fucking spoilerly. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for listening to us. Okay. I am so pissed off. Um, I thought about this even after putting on my on the rundown. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am pissed off. Not because of the episode. Not because of what happens. But because the beauty of the fucking episode, you can only appreciate if you don't know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I fully believe that. Like 100%. I knew I did not. I don't watch trailers. And honestly, from what I understand, most viewers who do watch trailers didn't didn't know, didn't know that going into the episode that is about Connor's wedding, you would have Roy die like no one knew that. And the way they exit, there was no death scene. So about 15 minutes into the episode, suddenly there's a phone call from an airplane with Tom and he's like, um. Your your dad is um um well he's very very sick and you're like wait what and everyone is acting so weird there that for the first time I'm like as a viewer like oh he's not dead <laughs> <laughs> like I am actually experiencing the emotional grief of the Roy children who are just like what. We hate our father, but what do you mean he's, they are doing chest compressions? Like, what is, I, you don't know if he can hear me, but I have to talk to him all of a sudden. Uh, What do I say? Like, holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This, no, 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 no. Like, it pains me to know people know what happens because Mm. I, I maybe like, I'm sure it'll hit you. Like if you watch the episode, because it is a arguably a directorial, directorial, a writing and an acting master class. Like mm-hmm. it is insane 
And I don't think it's going to get any enemies because freaking episode three of The Last of Us is going to get all the enemies. (laughs) I I have this feeling. I'm just like, oh, my God. But damn. Like, and I watched, I listened to the director talk about this episode. And he was explaining how um, they actually shot, they did about five takes Mm -hmm. of the longest scene which is 28 pages or something mm-hmm. about a 28 minute scene in one take. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and explain wow. because they shoot on film, how they were able to do that. And, and he's like, majority of it ended up in the final cut. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you just put these characters through hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and to be in it. Oh my God. This episode was just, yeah it it's it's a very i've never i've i've watched a lot of tv i've seen a lot of deaths but i've never like to actually have them show the and it's also usually in tv the character the central characters are around the character who dies like they're they're in the event right mm-hmm. no there's a separation <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a separation because they're on the phone and they're like, "What's happening? We can't. What is going on?" And um, which is something that people actually experience all the time, especially when we were in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just like I am. I'm very proud of the show because another thing that we're talking episode three. I re- I predicted he would die second to last episode, like. But no, we're episode three, and now we get to unfold, like, the actual succession that occurs. Yeah, yeah. And and even in the, they, they did also just didn't end it that way. They actually showed, like, okay, so yeah, they, they did some grieving, but now they have to do a press conference. Because, yes, their father died. But he's also the head of this multi-million dollar corporation. (laughs) So there's this whole, it's just, it's like probably the perfect episode of Succession. Like, it's just, ah, my God. And the moment you said, like, I I think I know what happens, I'm like, fuck. Because... I I wish that you could go back in time and forget forget it because I I honestly believe there is nothing like experiencing that episode without having an ounce or even a clue of knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so glad I got to experience it that way because I honestly don't know if I would be as like boisterous about it if I had a sense like oh okay I know what's gonna happen, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, damn, yeah. When I, yeah, I, I, I've been like dying to hear what you thought about that episode this week because, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, I cannot wait to hear your. So I was, I was like, whenever you said not, when you put on the rundown non-spoiler, I was like, damn it. Come on, give spoilers, give spoilers. I want to hear her full opinion. <laughs> it's uh. it's just like, yeah, it's you you are so caught off guard because mm-hmm. why the heck would you think they would kill him in the third episode of the final? <laughs> it's so random. That's pretty bold. I have to say, when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute. I know it's the last, I know it's the final season. Right. But but uh you know, because you know, thinking like, for example, House of the Dragon, they, they, poor Viserys, they made, you know, he made it to what episode eight or whatever. We yeah, had, yeah. You know, so as far as it's like, you know, family dynamics and you know, successions and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, that that was a bold, bold choice. And but you, but to your point, I mean, just, I mean, it is the story. It, it the show is called Succession, and now the balance of the balance of the series is going to deal with the the very thing that um you know how 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 is that the fallout from his, his passing yeah and it's also interesting to think about some of his actions in the first two episodes because um 
I think there were kind of some hints. Looking retrospectively, there were some hints that he even knew he like as a as a character who's aging, mm-hmm. like he isn't going to be around, and he's like at, in the worst place with his children. His p- children mm-hmm. all hate him. But then the moment, like, and that's the beauty of succession, like, there's this business side, and then there's the family side, and they walk the line so beautifully. Um, But yeah, like, and and Tom McFadden, who won the Emmy last year for Best Supporting Actor, like, this probably will get him a second one. Mm. Like, his performance in this episode alone. Um, arguably you could say that about any cast member, but he had, his character has a, had a very interesting role. Um, so because he was on the plane, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but he's also like, it's just, it's so well, well crafted. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, it's, it's, it was, it's so good. Um, Yeah. But yeah. anyways, so, well, that is it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K on Twitter. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>